Welcome into another We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. This is Nick, aka the Fantasy Mechanic. Today I'm joined by a special guest. No, it's not Justin, and no, it's not the big man himself, Nate. It's none other than Cody. Cody, do me a favor, say hello to the people. Let them know where they can find you on Twitter or Instagram or any other social platform. Hey everybody, yeah, it's uh, uh, Cody here with We Know Fantasy, and you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. So, Cody's a new voice to you guys on the DFS podcast, however, he's not a new voice to you if you've been paying attention and listening to some of our other podcasts, such as the Contributors Pods and the We Know Fantasy Pod, I'm sure he's been a guest on there a few times this season. Um, so, real quick, um, again, you can find us and the big man himself, Nate, at WeKnowFantasy.com. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Um, again, we are doing um, podcast daily Mondays, the waiver wire wish list with Nate and Steven, where they go, probably only have about one more week of that uh, if you're in your, your championship. If so, good luck and definitely pay attention to that. Them guys give you some good waiver wire additions to add. Tuesdays with Samuel and Schlanger, uh, Leighton, um, really interesting podcast. A guy who argues with himself and kind of like a, an altered. Um, you know, person. Uh, it's really cool to listen to. Wednesdays is the We Know Fantasy podcast with Nate and the guest this season because the Fantasy Fro is out of commission. Uh, Thursdays, the Contributors Pod, which last night, uh, Meg, one of our team members, was the first time she jumped on and did a podcast. I definitely suggest you go listen to that. She was joined by Cody and Steven. Uh, good listen. Friday, Samuel Schlanger, uh, episode two. Uh, Saturday, that's us, the DFS podcast. Sunday is our new Dynasty slash Debbie podcast with myself and William Urian. Uh, I think we're about three episodes in. It's a great listen for anybody whose season's already over and redraft and who's looking forward to Dynasty slash Devi. And then Sundays, don't forget our Twitch Live with Brian at 11 a.m. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to jump into these um, picks this week. Again, there's two of us. Usually we do a full lineup for two of us. Uh, one of us does a, a, a DraftKings and one of us does a Fandle. However, we stuck with the, the threesome format and did two locks, two long shots at a defense. So I'm going to start it off to kind of help Cody see how we do things around here. I don't, I don't expect that he really needs guidance because he's a pro. Okay, so my first lock for the week is Jonathan Taylor, running back of Indianapolis Colts, playing against the Houston Texans. Um, the Houston Texans defense is ranked 32nd against running back. So, you know, for me, it was kind of one of those things where I wanted to get a running back who had an easy matchup. In DraftKings, he's 7,200, and in FanDuel, he's 7,400. Um, something to be noted about Jonathan Tower recently is he's had great games. We've all seen him. We've seen his breakout game perhaps last week. Well, probably the week before. But he's still only averaging around 50% of the touches. Uh, last week, he had 58% of the touches. The week prior, where when he scored 22.5 fantasy points, he only had 48% of the snaps. I'm sorry, not the touches, the snaps. Um, and the week prior to that was 15.4 fantasy points and only had 55% of the snaps. So he's still at around 50% of the snap share. I fully anticipate that's going to rise this week against, a, well, what we think is an easy matchup in the Houston Texans. Um, I just think he's a lock running back for a daily fantasy lineup. 7,200 DraftKings, 7,400 FanDuel. Cody, you got thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, Jonathan Taylor is a guy that just a couple of weeks ago, I would have never thought to really include him in my daily fantasy lineups because he was getting work split with Jonathan or uh, sorry, Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines in that backfield. But you look at what he's done the last two weeks and I don't know how you can't put him in your, your daily lineups here. You know, he he had a huge game last week, the 150 rushing yards and multiple touchdowns and 
you mentioned he's playing Houston this week, and just two weeks ago he had 91 rushing yards and uh, 44 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown against that same team, 22.5 PPR fantasy points. So uh, I like Jonathan Taylor this week. He should be able to put up some solid numbers and uh, and really help uh, your daily uh, daily teams out. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think it's interesting, like what you said, you know, you didn't expect him to be a daily um, – running back to insert into a lineup, but he has kind of made his way to that, that area now. And he, he, you know, we could be looking at a guy that could be from the, for the rest of the season, you know, a look for DFS, so to speak. All right, Cody, so go ahead and give us your first lock of the week. Yeah. My first lock of the week is also running back. And I'm going to go with James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on Baltimore this week, the 24th ranked defense against opposing running backs. He is $7,100 on DraftKings, seven grand even on FanDuel. Um, look, the James Robinson has been good all year long. It, it really doesn't matter the matchup. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is for the Jags. He's just been getting it done. He hasn't had a single game this year with under 10 PPR fantasy points uh, You know, on, on the season. So he's always got the double-digit performances. He gets almost all the carries in the Jacksonville offense he's a pass catcher he's he's caught his fair share of passes on the season and i mentioned the ravens defense it's not very good against the run and you saw that a little bit last week in that monday night game against uh, cleveland the browns were able to run all over him with nick chubb and kareem hunt they had three rushing touchdowns in that game so uh, i'm really looking forward to james robinson this week i think he should be able to put up some solid numbers yeah, for sure. Um, James Robinson's kind of become a, a staple on this podcast. Uh, I know a bunch of times I've had him, uh, Justin's had him, and Nate. You really can't downplay his workload and what he's been able to do this season. Uh, I'm curious to see with Minshew at quarterback, you know, the production we get out of Robinson this week. Something I just want to point out in the price uh, change there. 7,100 DraftKings, 7,000 FanDuel. FanDuel, you get 10,000 more in cap, and he's actually cheaper. So that's worth noting for those who play FanDuel. This is a running back you'd like to insert in your lineup because he's $100 cheaper than DraftKings where you only get 50000 cap. So just, you know, a little nugget to give the listeners. Okay, so for me, my second lo- uh, excuse me, my second lock of the week is Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, the 49ers going against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are 31st against wide receivers. Absolutely terrible. Uh, Ayuk is 6300 on DraftKings, 6900 on FanDuel. Um, there's... You know, for me, Ayuk has just been unbelievable the last few weeks. Outside of the the weeks he missed with the COVID, um, he scored nearly 20 points per week over the last five. I believe he had um, 18, uh, 23, actually have it right here, 18.5, They're playing the Cowboys, as I said, the 31st ranked defense against wide receivers he's become a favorite target of nick mullins i'm sure nate will be really happy about this pick because it's a 49er and we know nate's 49 49er fandom um i'm just one nugget i'm curious to see and you know it has nothing to do with with dfs but more to do with dynasty is i'm curious to see how he plays with nick mullins nick mullins not the quarterback so, like maybe next year or even towards the talent of this year but as I said, Brandon Ayuk against Dallas, 6,300 DraftKings, 6,900 FanDuel. Yeah, I absolutely love this pick as well because 
You look at what he did last week, and you're talking, you know, no Debo Samuel, no George Kittle. He is the guy in this offense. And last week he took uh, he he had 16 targets and had 10 catches for 119 yards against one of the better uh, defenses in the league in Washington, a team that has a really great pass rush and a really great front seven. And he was able to get open and get 10 receptions on 16 targets and have a huge day. You mentioned uh, what he's done recently, uh, taking out the games that he missed with with COVID-19 and yeah, he's a, he's definitely a smash play this week. I would, uh, I would definitely plan on putting him in my daily lineups. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's like I said, you want to find these guys who are hot right now. Um, I've been saying on previous podcasts, find the guys who are kind of like trending and have, have played steady. So that's kind of the reason for Ayuk for me this week. Um, some people may downplay it, but I think he's a definite smash play, as you said. All right, Cody, go ahead and give us your second lock of the week. Yeah, well, speaking of guys that have been steady and and a lock, you know, here recently, I'm going with Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears, taking on the Minnesota Vikings, the 25th ranked defense against opposing wide receivers. He's $7,400 on DraftKings, $7,300 on FanDuel. Uh, so another guy here that's cheaper on FanDuel than on DraftKings. And you look at what he has done here recently with Trubisky back in the game. With Mitchell Trubisky back as the quarterback for the Bears, he's got three touchdowns in three games since then, 33 targets in those three games since then. And he's facing a vulnerable Minnesota secondary yet again. So uh, he had a, a little bit of a, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a, you know, a lock week. When he played these guys last time, he had six catches for 43 yards, but that was with Nick Foles at QB. I'm expecting a little bit of a bigger game here this week. You look at the Minnesota secondary, they've allowed 20 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers in 13 games this year. I'm expecting Robinson to find the end zone at least once in this one, and I'm going to put him in my daily lineups. Yeah, another guy, you don't get no argument out of me. The guy has been steady, Freddie, all season long. Allen Robinson's a stud. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's on pace for 150 targets again this year, which would be back-to-back seasons with 150 targets. That's just insane on a team with no disrespect to Nick Foles. He won my Eagles a, a Super Bowl, and no disrespect to Mitchell Trubisky, but he's on a team with not a steady quarterback or a quarterback that really can play. Um, so for me, Allen Robinson, anytime you get him in a DFS or redraft, Dynasty, uh, Dynasty, I don't know he's up there in age, but – He's a stud, uh, bona fide stud. Some I just want to point out, your two lock picks, both your guys are $100 less on FanDuel. And this is for the FanDuel listeners mainly. Uh, for me, my two lock picks, Jonathan Taylor, $200 more on FanDuel than DraftKings. Brandon Ayuk is $600 more on DraftKings than he, or I'm sorry, on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. So for FanDuel listeners, the two Robinsons are smash plays this week. They're cheaper than they are in DraftKings, and they both have great matchups. Just something to keep in mind. All right, so I'm rambling again. I, I get I get a habit of doing this, Cody, so sorry. <laughs> no problem. All right, so my first long shot, not a guy I'm real proud of. Um, there's even, you know, not much I can say about his production this season because he hasn't had that much of it. But Leonard Fournette versus the uh, running back for Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Falcons are 23rd against running backs. Um DraftKings, he's 4,500. Candle, he's 5,500. Um, Ronald Jones isn't playing. He's getting this start. Uh, the coaches said, um, Dirk, or, well, who's their offensive coordinator? Dirk Cutter, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I, I, for some reason, brain aneurysm. 
um, had said that he was going to be the starting, get most of the carries or most of the touches. Um, here's my thing. It's a long shot because I feel like Leonard Fournette could be an absolute bust in this game where he has you three points or he can turn around and have you 23 points. It's going to depend on his targets. It's going to depend on game scripts. It's going to depend on how this game kind of goes and whether or not Tampa Bay is blowing out the Falcons or whether it's a close game. Um, that said, um, 4500 on DraftKings, if, if you want to go heavy on guys like a, a James Robinson and an Allen Robinson, the two locks you had, this gives you that wiggle room to kind of plug as your second uh, running back and be able to splurge on other positions. Yeah, this one's a tricky one because he hasn't done a whole lot lately, but this is why we're talking long shots here. And he hasn't played really without uh, Ronald Jones on the field, which he will be this weekend. And in a game here where uh, the Bucks, I'm sure, are going to want to try to run the ball, um, having the lead running back in that backfield is probably not a bad thing, especially if you can get him for so cheap. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, there's not much to go with for Leonard Fournette for this week because there's not much production there. But like I said, if, if you're splurging on another running back or two running backs and three receivers and you need a, a cheap option at your flex, he's definitely a guy you can look to. All right, Cody, who's your first long shot? Yeah, my first long shot here is going to be Gus Edwards of the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend, the 30th ranked defense against opposing running backs. He's 4,400 on DraftKings, 5,500 on FanDuel. But I look at this Baltimore backfield, and I almost made Dobbins one of my locks, J.K. Dobbins. But I thought I could get a little bit better value here with Gus Edwards because even with Dobbins kind of uh, seemingly taking over the lead role in that backfield over the past few weeks, Gus Edwards has still been getting his own carries and his own usage in that backfield uh, despite the heavier heavier workload going to Dobbins. So Gus Edwards still is getting his opportunities. He had eight touches last week, scored twice on those eight. He's actually leading all the Baltimore running backs in rushing touchdowns this year. He has six. I believe Dobbins has five, and then Ingram has like two, I believe. So he's leading all the running backs in touchdowns. So maybe get a goal line usage out of him here in this game. Maybe he sneaks in and scores you a touchdown or two. But He's got double-digit PPR fantasy points in back-to-back games here, and it's a plus matchup with the Jags. I mentioned him being 30th ranked. So, yeah, I I like Gus Edwards here as kind of a dart throw this week, and uh, maybe he'll be able to snipe a touchdown or two for you. Yeah, I definitely think it's a great dart throw, Cody, because if we're thinking, and you know, most of the time when we're making DFS, DFS lineups, we're thinking, hey, can this team you know smash this team? And if game script goes the way I'm anticipating. I won't put words in your mouth and say we. Um, I see Baltimore up, and I see Gus Edwards. I mean, I think Gus Edwards is going to get touches throughout the game. But I can see a fourth quarter just grinding the clock out type thing where, you know, you may see him get seven or eight carries within the last six, seven minutes of this game and, you know, possibly bust one or, you know, just get some yards for your, for, for your you know, your your DFS lineup. Um, I love it. I think Gus Edwards has been undervalued in all plat, you know, all, all leagues, so to speak. Not only DFS, but redraft dynasty. He's a free agent at the end of the season. The guy definitely wants to play hard for a contract. I don't see him returning to the Ravens. I see it being Dobbins' backfield um, next season. But um, he's a guy playing with a purpose. 
Yeah, definitely agree with all of that as well. Uh, you mentioned the game script in this as well. That that does play a part as well. I believe the Ravens are going to be up early, and I think they're going to be up by quite a few. So Gus Edwards, hoping he gets a lot of chances in this one. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Love it as a long shot, Cody. Good one. Um, for me, my second long shot is Russell Gage, wide receiver, Atlanta Falcons, playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucs' past, or defense against uh, wide receivers is ranked 26th. Um, his price on DraftKings is 4700 and on FanDuel is 5700 So here's my thing. Julio Jones is out again. Um, Russell Gage, for me, has been one of those guys where he's like the pickup of the week. Uh, he's the DFS play of the week. And he's he's been up and down kind of a roller coaster ride. For example, last week when Julio didn't play again, he only had 4.3 yards – or I'm sorry, 4.3 points on 94% of the snaps versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The week prior, he had 21.6 points on 94% of the snap. So he's very up and down. A game without Julio Jones, a game in which I see being one of the higher scoring games of the week. Um, I think Russell Gage is definitely worth, I'm not going to say dark throw. I think he could be a, a great third wide receiver in, in a DFS lineup at 4,700 or 5,700. So you kind of see that jump there. I mean, Russell Gage jumps a thousand between the two. DFS platforms, DraftKings and FanDuel. And that goes back to what I was saying about Cody's locks were only, they were a hundred dollars cheaper on FanDuel. So that's something you look for, you know, like pricing does matter when you're making these lineups week to week. Yeah, I, I definitely like this one too. Russell Gage, he, with Julio Jones out, he always seems to kind of take a, a little bit of a step up and really helps Matt Ryan out in the offense. I know Matt Ryan has struggled with, uh, in games with Julio Jones out this season, but uh, Russell Gage has kind of a safety blanket there to step in, has been really great for him. You look at last week, five for 82 against uh, the Chargers uh, secondary. So I think against a, a decent matchup here against Tampa Bay, I could see Russell Gage having a solid game for uh, for your daily lineups. I'm hoping so. All right, Cody, who's your second long shot? Yeah, my second long shot, and this is definitely the uh, epitome of a long shot. I'm going Danny Amendola of the Detroit Lions. He is playing at the Tennessee Titans this week, the 28th-ranked team against opposing wide receivers. 4,200 on DraftKings, 5,300 on FanDuel. You're looking here, you know, once again, no Kenny Galladay for the Lions. It's looking more and more likely as the week goes on here that Matt Stafford is going to suit up and he is going to play. I know there are questions about that early in the week. So now you're getting your starting quarterback will play. You got your number one option at wide receiver out. So somebody's going to need to catch a couple passes here for the Lions. It's going to come down to, well, you know, obviously you got Marvin Jones, but then you also uh, have uh, Danny Amendola, Mohamed Sanu, uh, that that combo is going to be the ones catching a lot of uh, a lot of passes here for Matt Stafford. Last week, Amendola six for sixty-six on seven targets against Green Bay, taking on a softer secondary in Tennessee. And you know he's cheap. the The, the cheap price makes it worth a shot for me. I think uh, Danny Amendola, hoping he comes out with the majority of the work between him and Sanu. I'm hoping he gets it, and I'm hoping that he can. Have one of those old-fashioned, you know, PPR days like he used to have uh, back quite a few years ago with uh, the New England Patriots or even the uh, St. Louis Rams back then. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, another another play that I think is just super like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, it's it's not obvious. It, it, if you're a DFS player, these are the ones you like. Uh, you got to look deep into it. You know, Galladay's out. Uh, Stafford's probably going to play. Another game in which I think game script is going to dictate. You know, his production and I think PPR wise, which DraftKings is full PPR, FanDuel's half PPR. I think Amendola in a game where he can, you know, get you quite a few receptions and some yards and possibly a touchdown is worth the 4,200. Interesting about this is um, I had uh, Quentin Cephas, the rookie wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, um, kind of in my crosshairs as a long shot. He was only 3,500 on DraftKings. I'm not sure what he was on FanDuel. But the thought of Stafford may not play, I had to just walk it back and, and not go with it. Um you know, and now the, with the more recent news that Stafford's looking likely to play, uh, I'm kind of thinking to myself, he could be worth it as well. You know, a dark throw, long touchdown from Quentin Cephas could be a possibility. Absolutely. Somebody's got to catch the passes, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Marvin, <laughs> Jones, Marvin Jones has quietly been a stud for this Lions team all season long with Galladay missing so much time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so now we're going to jump into our defenses. Um, we each picked a defense for you guys to put into your DFS lineup. For me, this week, I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings playing the Chicago Bears. Um, Chicago's ranked 23rd on DraftKings versus uh, opposing defenses. Again, um, for me, that you know, I always look to, to grab a home team uh, for my defense, kind of on the cheap, and the thought that they're playing against Trubisky, who you know is prone to turnovers. And bad quarterback play kind of makes me think, okay, for 2,800 in DraftKings and 3,900 in FanDuel, they're not the cheapest defense, but they're not middle or the most expensive defense. Uh, again, with defenses, you're looking for, you know, some sacks, some low scores, or some, some low points against um, an interception and possibly a pick six. Um, they're home this week against the Chicago Bears. Last week, they scored zero points against Tampa Bay. The week prior against Carolina, 15 points. I'm sorry, against Jacksonville, 15 points. The week prior to that, Carolina and Dallas, 5-5. Five and five. So, um, you know, that's what you're looking for in a DFS lineup. If, you, if, if a cheap defense can get me anywhere from 5 to 10 points, I'm happy. Yeah, and just uh, in week 10 against Chicago, they had a very nice week as well, the same team that they're playing this week. So uh, definitely a nice uh, a nice option there with Minnesota uh, on uh, the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, um, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what your thoughts on it, if you want to elaborate a bit. Uh, when I'm picking a DFS lineup, I kind of – I don't know why. I, I want a cheap defense, and I here's my second – you know, requirement for that cheap defense. And I look for a team that's playing at home. I mean, I don't know if you want to, you know, give thoughts to that or, you know, or maybe what you look for when you're picking a defense. Yeah, no, when I, when I pick a defense, I do usually try to save a little bit of money in that spot because it just seems like defensively, not always the great defenses have a great day and, you know, not always do the really bad defenses play really poorly. So, I, I usually try to save a little bit of money. It's going to be tough for me this week because uh, when I clicked open the defenses tab and saw the Rams at the very top playing at home against the Jets, I was like, oh man, this could be <laughs> this could be a good play here this weekend. But and I'll probably pick I'll probably take the Rams defense in uh, in a couple of daily uh, leagues. But yeah, in 
general, it's a place that I definitely do try to save a little bit of money so I can get some more studs in other positions. Yeah, and full disclosure, I don't know if I mentioned this on the, on this uh, pod before um, or any of our previous episodes. The defense is the first thing I pick when I'm doing a lineup. Um, I don't know why. It's a mental thing for me. Like, here, let me go and get my cheap defense out of the way now so I kind of know what I'm going to spend on other players. For me, it's usually defense, tight end, quarterback, wide receivers, running back. That's And then flexes last for me. So just throwing that out there, that's that's my personal preference. I'm not saying to do it that way. Just for me, that's how I like to do it. For me, it just gives me a better understanding of pricing and players available going forward. Yeah, I definitely always pick my flex last. Uh, I usually do the defense second to last or third to last. But I just want to know, it's actually usually third to last I do defense because I want to know then what do I have left for tight end and my flex? Because those are another two where tight end, you're either paying up huge money or you're you can find somebody uh, you know a little bit lower end for uh in most occasions at least that's the way i look at it yeah definitely like like i said everybody has their different flavor and the way they like to do it and uh, you know i appreciate you bringing that to today's pod like you know saying how you like to do it um because like i said everybody's different everybody has their own way of doing things and you know if we could just throw this out there you know Maybe there's other people who are like us, Cody. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> uh, again, I'm rambling, so just tell me to shut up whenever you want, Cody, and go ahead and give us your defense of the week. All right. My defense this week, and I apologize in advance to Nate here, but it's going to be Dallas against the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers offense currently ranked 25th in the league. Uh, you're looking at 2,700 on DraftKings, 36 on FanDuel, and one of the big reasons I'm going with Dallas is, you know, you look at what they've done this year and it hasn't been that great. But last week I took a shot on them uh, against Cincinnati. It paid off. They had a big defensive touchdown. Uh, they had a really nice game defensively. So I'm going back to the well this week. I I think I can get decent points out of Dallas again. The Nick Mullins experiment here in San Francisco is, it, it's not really... <laughs> Great, you know, uh, there's there's rumblings that C.J. Beathard could get a chance sooner than later as well. So keeping an eye on that. But either way, I feel like whoever it is, Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard, there's going to be opportunities for turnovers in this game. There's going to be uh, opportunities for sacks in this game. You know, these these guys that typically wouldn't be your NFL starter holding the ball too long, you know, getting into trouble offensively. I could see the the opportunity for a defense to score points here this week. Uh, so I'm going to go with Dallas. Yeah, for sure. I, I love it. Again, you bring up the quarterback play um, of the opposing team when you pick a defense. I think that's something that can't be stated enough when you're picking a DFS lineup is, you know, who is the defense who I'm picking? Who's the quarterback they're going against? And if it's somebody like, a, again, no disrespect, Mitchell Trubisky, but if it's someone like a Trubisky or for <laughs> this year, I'll, hey, I'll even hate on my Eagles. If it's a Carson Wentz, you want that defense. That's the defense you want. Um, and you brought up about Nick Mullins and having some struggles and possibly C.J. Beathard getting some time in this game. So when you're picking it, I'm not saying you personally, but for listeners, when you're picking a, a defense, look for that. Look for someone who has a weak quarterback matchup. And, you know, like I said, these, these two teams are somewhat on the cheap. You know, Minnesota again going against Trubisky and Dallas going against uh, Nick Mullins, and they're on the cheap side. So, that's definitely a feather for making a DFS lineup for this week. Um, and moving forward, look, you know, something to look forward to. Yeah, and I'll throw one more thing in here. Dallas is still, you know, they're 
it's a, a little bit of a long shot. It's getting to be, you know, a little bit of a long shot, but they still could win that division and they still could make the playoffs. So they're not going to roll over here in this game. They're going to play for, you know, the opportunity to represent the NFC East in the playoffs here. So there's still a chance for Dallas. I don't think San Francisco is, I, I don't think they can make it. Maybe they no. can. I'm not sure, but uh, either way, they should be looking forward to 2021 rather than uh, trying to get in this year. So I feel like that could be another big thing too. When you're looking at late season daily lineups, uh, are the teams playing for anything or are they not playing for anything? And in this situation, you got a team in Dallas that could be playing for the NFC East uh, championship and then uh, San Francisco, who's not really playing for anything right now. Yes, yeah, so it's a very interesting nugget you brought there. I definitely appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that. That's something that's outside the box that I love when other, you know, we know fantasy team members come on and bring that. Um, I just think it's something for the listeners that can, you know, it's really valuable to them. Um, I, I like how you got that part. That, that shot's fired in there on Nate that they should be looking forward to 2020. I don't know if Nate is going to hear that, but I caught on to it, Cody. I love it, though. <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up for this week's We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. Um, again, uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy, as well as on the web at WeKnowFantasy.com. Uh, we're streaming and recording podcasts daily. Once again, I'll run down the list. Monday, the waiver wire wish list. Tuesday, Samuel and Schlanger, episode one. Wednesdays is the We Know Fantasy podcast. Thursdays, Contributors podcast. Friday, Samuel and Schlanger, episode two. Saturdays, DFS podcast. Sundays, the Dynasty Debbie podcast. And Twitch on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. with Brian. Cody, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I love what you brought to the table for today tonight's podcast. Again, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And thanks a lot for having me tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, Cody. You got to come back. I'm kind of getting tired of hearing Justin and Nate's voice. Hearing a fresh voice was kind of refreshing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, again, this is Nick, a.k.a. The Fantasy Mechanic. You can find me on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB Mechanic. Go out, create some DFS lineups, and good luck this week. <laughs>